Magatu coming at Russian Camelot. Then Behemoth, Russian Camelot and Magatu. Stride for stride. Magatu fights. Magatu for New South Wales. One all star mile three by a half. Welcome to Bet Doctor, a behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by the punters punter, DK. Hello, Scooty. Here we are. Doesn't that all-star mole get you up and about? How good's our sport, eh? Yeah, and you've been, you've been on a bender since. And Darcy <laughs> Spinks, how glamorous, are you this morning? Darcy Spinks. I'm yeah. good, I'm good. All up right. nice and early this morning. So. Yeah. You got uh, you got beach here. You've been out at Urban Surf yes. catching waves yesterday. Oh. Yes, I was. It was my first time out there. It was honestly elite. Like was I was actually standing up. Yeah. I, I started off on the smaller waves. Did and you then, really? And then I went back and I was surfing with the big guys at wow. the back. Wow. I mean, I've got a lot to learn, but <laughs> I highly recommend. Rapid Have you got any video like footage? That. We know you're a big Instagram player. Is, is there a video or it everyone, didn't happen? Everyone kept asking me that. And Where's I was like, the video? I promise I got up, guys. I promise. <laughs> Video footage to come. <laughs> I have to tell you, how do you reckon you'd go surfing, DK? Oh, legless, mate. Legless? I'm legless at water skiing, legless at snow skiing. Just, no, yep. no, oh. it won't be my go. Boogie boards are my go. <laughs> so my son's just getting into that, so I'm looking forward to getting down the beach with him. They are fun. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it, was, uh, it was underwater last week at Mooney Valley. I think last week's show we called it, what is it, Money Valley or Muddy Valley. Yeah. So we got the weather right, and Casey was warning punters early to bet late. Now... There's a couple of issues that, that have arose from the Mooney Valley meeting, the All-Star Mile. There's something about this track walker thing, and there's a lot of talk about talking about the, the bias in tracks. I think the track walking piece of content is just another opinion, and, and the game is full of opinions. It doesn't matter if there's official track workers or or walkers, sorry, or non-official track walkers that provide their opinion and get it right or wrong, but... To bet, you'd like as much information as possible. Oh, and there's lots of track walkers out there. We did a little poll on Twitter, and 85% of, or 85 or 87% of the people that responded to our poll said that Racing Victoria should employ a professional but, track walker, and they used to do it. They did in the past. Mm. But do you know who some of the best track walkers are? The jockeys. Mm. Craig Williams, mm. Zara, yep. the Ollie. They're the best track walkers. Mm. Listen to Marty Sinan about the track this week. I'll prepare the track as best I can and let the jockeys work it out. Mm. You know, that's their job. They're paid big money, these elite riders. Um, so, you know, they found the right lanes. You watched how Ollie and Hugh Bowman rode the All-Star Mile. Yep. You had to be down low, saving ground, cutting through. They were doing that, you know. So, um, look, I'm one against um, paralysis by over-analysis. Over mm -hmm. I, I don't like too much information. Yep. I just, um, we knew what was going to happen there. We knew if the rain come and the horses are getting into the track, it gets chopped up. Now, there's some bluing that it was a heavy track. And was only ever given out of a soft, soft six. Yep. But if you were watching the races, you wanted, you wanted strong. I mean, the, those two horses are two thousand meter horses in the All Star Mile. Mm. They ran. The, they were the best two runs in the Cox Plate. Yep. And that's the form that stood up mm. in the in the because a testing sixteen hundred on wet ground yep. is like it may as well be mm. two thousand meter race. race. So absolutely, look, I can see the point. We want the best information. It's a punting sport, um, but you know. Is wins and you know you knew it was going to happen. You knew you probably looking for soft track a second half of the program, and um, it's just again it's your own opinions. So mm. yeah, but I, I'm on one. Let the jocks work it out. You back the good jocks, um, let them work it out. Yeah, I don't think we should hide from from the truth. And 
I think that's what the punters want. The punters want as much information as possible, and it's not possible for everyone to walk the track. So I don't think it's a big problem if Racing Victoria employed someone to walk the tracks and feed that information back into the punters. I see BZ did a really good job of some um, pre-track analysis before the event, and that's how it ended up being. And mm. it's actually not that hard to sort of get mail from a couple of different sources. So I just don't understand. It's you know, it's it's not this big secret. Like it, it happens, and it, it, the the bias and however the pattern of the track plays out, it's pretty much known after two or three races. So to increase turnover, why don't you just tell people from the start? It's no blight on the track managers. It's not Marty's fault, and it's not Jason Kerr's fault, and it's not all these track managers. They're gonna do. They're gonna try every week to try and provide the fairest track possible. And if it throws up a bias because of the weather, the wind, or or whatever uh, the circumstance is. Like, they, you don't have to hang him out to dry. Yes, well, <clears throat> a little birdie tells me there's a little bit of uh, issues in the track manager, track walker department at the moment mm. over the last few weeks. Yeah. Track manager are a bit sensitive. Yeah. A particular track walker sent out a track pattern that a lot of people get that was mm. wrong and the track manager got hauled in to say, why is this track going to race like this? He said, it's not, I've got no idea. And so there's a bit of sensitivities around all this. So, look, again, I'm, I'm one to... Let the track manage repair the track, let the jocks work it out. Um, yeah, anyway, but uh, there's a bit, of, been a bit of sensitivity in that area at the moment, I believe, for Scooty. Yeah, mm. I think it's jumping at shadows a bit. It's just another opinion, and the game's driven by opinions. Punters mm. get it wrong every week, and it's a game of um, trying to figure out what's going to happen and forecasting. But let's have a look at the All-Star Mile and um, the, the last little replay here of the home straight. I've got a little bit of a different opinion. Everyone was saying, you know, how good Ollie and Hugh Bowman's ride is, but... We'll get the replay, and this is where Mugger 2 wins. And you've only got, you just saw it there. Oliver had a bit of a look around, and he sort of half-stopped riding for a little bit in the final straight. The straight's only 180 metres long there. I don't know why Ollie just didn't go for home. And I thought that rides in the early stages were great. We might just go back on that replay just once more from the turn, and you can sort of see that he's waited for him a little bit, Oliver. And here he goes. If I was Oliver, I'd be just flat knacker, like just there for a couple of strides there, he just doesn't. No, he, he isn't. He, he's sort of like he anticipating he, and waiting. I would have been off for home. You've only got 180 meters to go, Damien. He thought he was coming to the outside of the Horovian, mm -hmm. and he was going to hold him there. Yep. Then the Horovian laid out. Yes. So Hugh could go back to the inside, and the the thing about horses sucking up, sucking up, sucking up on the inside is they've got to turn a foot to give. Mm. And I think Ollie was aware of that. Yeah. So if one horse is going to out sprint me, it's going to it's be, going him. be him. Um, mm. Look, yeah, and I, I don't. I didn't think Illicky. Was it half a stride or something that he didn't go for it or something like that? Like, it was a few strides, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but he got out. The horse with just that better turn of foot at the end um, got him. But um, And he spaced the rest. Look, yeah. He was going to be something licked if he didn't get out anyway, Mugger, too. Yeah, He was yeah. a deserved The Horovians helped him by laying out um, help laying out there because Lolly thought he was going to come to the outside of the Horovian. But anyway, but, no, it was a great race. How good's our sport? And all the, all the scenes around it and after it and... Watching Chris Lee's, I mean, he got. It was amazing, time. wasn't the it? The owners, I mean, it's just great story. Matt, Matt Hill's call, it's just, it was just a great race, you mm. know. And, and the, yeah, the the like the owner um, ambassador thing has just that, added another level. Yeah. And yeah, the the Mooney, the Mooney Valley course suits that theatre and that does. drama, doesn't it? It sort of been, sounded like it would have been great to be there, even yeah. though, even though there's only nine thousand or ten thousand there. The noise was. You just can't. You can reverberate it through the TV. Now speaking of noise, I think I may have heard oh. you on the same day and. I wish I had a GoPro strapped to your melon or just at the top of your TV to watch this horse. So for your DK Out Wide set, you can find a good horse and you found one in real sensation here. And mm. let's have a look at its last 300 metres. Uh, it got shuffled back in the field or it shuffled went backwards. Back, but it was in the right for the, it pattern, was in the right, in the pattern of the day. The fence was, was on. 
and Billy was going to ride. That's how Billy was going to ride it. Yeah, it's um, back in the green with the uh, the uh, white circle. Back on the fence, coming through on the best ground. Um, these leaders are collapsing. All of a sudden, they just get through. Oh, just no. get through. Just had to just clip off heels there, which maybe cost it half a stride. And then I thought, no, nah, it's not going to get there. And then I thought, up. it's going to get there. <gasps> it's got beat. It's got and the beat. Oh. Well, there was one, and then I thought. Oh no! Oh, and the photo came up and did said does was an absolute oh, no. pimple. Pimple. Oh, so uh, I went. I was in the place. fetal position into the cupboard. I've just come out of the cupboard after spending a good couple of days in there. Oh. But mm. we're back. That's what us punters do. We're a resilient bunch. Of <laughs> You're ass. back at it. We have to fight back. But yeah. uh, look, he's a nice horse. That horse. And he was the he was the one with upside in that race. And oh, you couldn't blow him. I mean, that's just he did well to get out. That's his yeah yeah his pattern. That's so, it. Oh, this is his pattern. He was, was on, he? he was on the conveyor belt on the inside. Yeah, he was on the best ground, and Billy yep. Billy Billy rides to conserve and finish off. That was always going to happen, but mm. just a shame. He just just that's that's racing. I mean that yeah. you know if six links if a six links margin is basically not in that race because they were walking, but is one second. So when it comes down to a dead set pimple, mm. we're talking milliseconds. Mm. You know, yeah. and uh, some of the biggest results that we have in racing for you know for stallions and things like Absolutely. that can be. Those milliseconds can be big money, so and they are for and all punters anyway. That's a crazy game. And another one that you found last week, American Angel oh. at Pakenham. Oh. All of a sudden, Jamie Carr, I think the horse is called Designs, Designs. or something, from the oh. Freedman Yard. She's gone to Pakenham for one, one ride. ride. And I knew that. I knew that doing the ball. I said, mine will still beat it, you know, because it'll map the closer. Designs needs 1,400, this and that. But Jamie, obviously, had the mail that, look, I thought Miles was going to be a good a group horse, can win group, group class. And obviously, Jamie got told or knew that the winner could as well. So you want to see the time they've run, Scoot. Like, I can't believe, like, I knew I was off at the 600 when Jamie was sitting <laughs> on my ginger. I'm three wide, no cover, and Jamie's on my back. And they sprint away, and they've run, like, they've run ridiculous time. Like, American Angel's gone better than I thought it would have and got beat. So same with the thing on Friday I tipped last Bezier. Mm. It's gone better than I thought it would. And Simon Wild beat me, and he said, oh, this is my SA Derby horse. Like, yeah. First up, you know, it's just um, it's, anyway. It's so definitely the up. right time of year to find these progressive horses. It is. They're it just is. all kicking off. Yeah, they aren't are. They? They're all kicking off. That's like the thing of sort of Mac Kamani's at one yesterday. So mm. this is my uh, Noble Heights. This is my SA Derby horse. This yeah. and that. A lot of nice horses. And you see that in the times mm. they're running in the maidens. They run way above average time this time, the, uh, above the par times. Yeah. You can see that. Like that Hamilton race on Friday. Like, so geez, they've gone good, you know. Like, mm. And they're just not. That's because they're nice horses, you know. Mm. So anyway, but um, we'll pep on the scorers last week. But, just yeah, just didn't didn't find a winner, but I was, they weren't far away, you know. Exactly, and that's the thing. Them. Like you can still find good horses, take really good prices. The market reacts, and you can still get beat. I can say that because the bookie smash, uh, the merch has just started to drop. You've got there a hat there, <laughs> but um, they're going through a rough patch at the moment. Yeah, but. But it's, it's all about the process. You just have to... This game is just not about one day or two days or a week. It's the grind. It's a long-term grind, and bookies re react to, to smart money. Mm. And if your horses are drifting like a barge, you've got a big problem. Yeah. But if they're shortening and the market respects and they still run well, you see a lot of our horses that we tip, they, they win the next start. Yeah. Animo's a good good example. Yeah. Um, you've found a couple of horses well, that are going to be on, you know, big, oh, bigger Always the things pass. that I, even in all those little birdie streams, live streams mm. we did, how many of the things I backed to the birdie streams? One at their next start. Exactly. One, one at 40 to one. Yeah. But we did have a collect last week, Scoot. We, we had a collect. That Friday yeah. race. Yeah. So I'm on this, we're on this thing, the favourite moral force, which is heavily yeah. backed late at 260, 270. Anyway, that barrier one, that's all right, you're still out of win. And it goes up in the gates, rears up in the gates, <laughs> scratched at the barriers, and I'm going, oh, God, desperate for a win. And now this moral gets scratched and um, got our money back, obviously, because it got scratched. And, and I'm racket. telling you, it would have got coffined. Mm. It would have been a complete oh. coffin job, would never have got out. Oh, right. Other people said, oh, I would have won that. I said, uh-uh. So 
I think it saved a real strip out on that race getting a dividend. So anyway, keep an eye on that horse when he gets his barrier manners right. It's been a very big week in racing with the All-Star Mile, and it's even bigger this week. The Golden Slipper, will it go ahead? We're going to talk to Mark Lamborn from the Racing Rant. We've also got Mitch Beer up first, actually. Be a couple of big guests today, Scoot. Yeah, Mitch Beer's got the Albury Cup Carnival. He is Albury's Premiership trainer. He's a new mayor of the joint, isn't he? Oh, he's good, and he, he knows his food inside out. I love to hear what he brings to the table. He should be an ambassador for the region up there, too. Like He's the, he's most, the most prolific social media person in that neck of the woods, and always pumping up the town, and this and that, and uh, he's fantastic, Mitch. You can have uh, Matt Moran. Our man is definitely Mitch Beer. And we've got Casey McCutcheon, the captain of the Vic team. It is Money Valley Nights tomorrow night. The tickets are closed. We've got over 100 people coming into the live event at Mooney Valley. Uh, you can still enter the stream, so head to the website, uh, littlebirdiepod.com, to check that out. But if you're doing the form for this weekend, Das. Huntingform.com.au, Australia's best online form guide and database. You can also get raw data to build your own model. Contact Huntingform to find out more. Up next, we'll talk Albury Gold Cup with Mitchell B. Welcome back to Bet Doctor, a behind-the-curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by DK and Darcy Spinks. And we've got the Albury... Premiership winning trainer Mitchell Beer joining us. It's Albury Gold Cup Carnival time. It is always on the eve of the slipper, and he's our man on the ground on the Twin Cities. How are you, Mitch? Great, thanks, guys. Yourself? Well, yeah, we're up and about this week. It's yeah. round one AFL. It's a good time to be in Melbourne, but I'm tipping it's even better in Melbourne. It's a little bit of a heat wave down here, and I'm tipping you're in the Lilo and you're doing uh, laps of the waterworks or down the Murray River, having a bit of a float pre-20 runners over two days. You'd have to cool off given how much work you've got in front of you. Yeah, no, um, it's going to be a busy couple of days. I'll be steering uh, well clear of uh, floating down the weir, that's for sure. But um, <laughs> hopefully be tipping a few in tonight at the Calcutta and uh, buying our horse, Perfect Illusion, who's in the cup tomorrow. And, um, you know, as they say, if you throw enough darts, surely something will bub up over the next 48 hours. Yeah, it's a, uh, a really strong field this year. And Darce, we might... Field. Yeah, Terrific it's an amazing, field, amazing race. And we might just get the market up on the screen now and get some uh, market movers or the favourite there, Das. Yes, so Mahamadeus. That's it. Uh, $4 into $3.80. Entente, $4.20 into $3.90. And Silent Sovereign, uh, $7. Okay, what about Perfect Illusions chances at 80 to 1 there, Mitch? Can you knock these hot pots off? Bloody oath. Um, he went terrific in the race last year, ran fifth. Uh, he was going pretty average at the time. He'd only just come from overseas and hadn't really grasped being in Australia yet. So uh, he's going heaps better. Uh, and uh, at the price, I think 14 bucks a place is, is pretty juicy. But credit to the club. They've attracted a, a, an incredible field. I mean, you have a look at a horse like Spun Largo. He won the cup last year and he was first emergency. So pretty good guide as yeah. to uh, how strong uh, uh, the field is. And they're, they're coming from far and wide to, to attack it. And, um, Good for the club, bad if you're a trainer with a runner in the race. Mm. And Muhammad Ayas, DK, he comes from uh, the Blamey Stakes. He does, yeah, and he, he looks to be set for it. I mean, Nick Ryan's from up that way, I think, isn't he? And he did have yeah, a Corowa, and he did have a second base at Albury for a while, so he looks set for the race um, third up. Um, and there looks to be good speed, 
and that'll uh, that'll that'll suit him. But um, yeah, and he's got the good form out of the Melbourne form, and they're just being two clean up rounds for him, really. Yeah, and he's got the inside draw, so it's, I think he's been um, settling sort of midfield. All of a sudden, he gets an inside draw up in distance. It looks the perfect setup. Is Muhammad Ayas the biggest danger there, Mitch? You think? And who are the, the other the threats? Yeah, I think definitely he um, he actually horse came up and worked during the week, uh, which has uh, been you know the stable reportedly worked really well. And Nick Grimes from the area, he knows uh, knows how well it is. I'm just going to turn this way so everyone doesn't see how putrid my desk is. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think Gay's horse the, the, the profiles well. Third up, it's running the Canberra Cup was good. Um, there's a real host of chances. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's a really clear cut favourite. I, I certainly wouldn't be uh, launching into, you know, $3.50, $3.80 about anything. I think there's sort of four or five decent winning chances and big field. Uh, anything can happen. A, a few of these horses that are drawn wide are probably going to go forward, put a fair amount of speed in the race. But mm. I do like Muhammad Day's getting a nice run uh, from that soft draw. Mm. And I think just the way the track is, the big long... So I think I can just see him grinding. If they're positive enough on this horse, mm. I think he's going to take an awful... Yeah, and he's a good horse at 2,000 metres. You know, that's his wheelhouse, right in his wheelhouse. Yeah, you know? yeah. So and there'd be a lot of... pressure 2,000 suits him. A lot of intent mm. there, that's for sure. So that's... Uh, and Reese McLeod, the stable jockey, will be trying. And I'm tipping they'll be betting the camp. They do love a bet. We might get in the know with snow, Mark Bilney, our, uh, our track spider, get to get the mail. inside word. Because we do get a little bit of Nick Ryan he's mail. Nick Ryan, but man. What about you, Mitch? You've got 20 runners. Let's steer the punters into an absolute lock. We're, uh, we're going to go to race eight on Cup Day, the Lexus Wodonga Class 3. I'm surprised they haven't started sponsoring your stable, giving, given your work on social media. You are up and about. You're a marketing machine. But let's have a look at the market on screen now. And market movers, Dars? Yep. So we have Swagger, $4.80, now $4.40. Tamoin Court, $6, now $4.80. Mm, and Mitch, you've got the favourite here. We're just going to pop the replay up on screen now. This horse, Swagger, was uh, was pretty impressive here. He sort of settled around 6th or 7th in run in the black colours there. And he just peels out and he puts uh, he puts pay to them really, really nicely. Can you talk us uh, talk us through that one? Yeah, no, I think I think the stable's got a better chance of a Sanyong Musso sponsorship than uh, than Lexus, but we'll um, we'll give it a go anyway. Um, this is a ripper. This horse uh, we purchased him for Bugger All after winning his maiden at I think his eighth or ninth start in New Zealand. Um, so it was a very very cheap purchase. I think you know the flight over was just as much as he was. So um, really nice horse. I won this ra- race last year with a horse called Bezos, uh, coming off a win at Corowa. I think this horse is 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 going very well. It's got heaps of upside, uh, and he's been set for this race pretty much since he stepped off the plane. So he's spot on. 1500 will be ideal. He's drawn 12, but he likes to get back in a fast run race, and he'll get that. Uh, Aubrey suits. Uh, he got beat here uh, second start. By a really nice horse who's near favourite for the Guineas, went to a highway and just got beat. Form around him's great. Force is in order. He's my best for the carnival. Nice. Nice. Um, just the other one you got in that race, uh, Mitchie, uh, Masumoto. I remember him knocking me off on debut at big odds at Wangaratta. He seemed like he was going to be a bit of a nice horse. Has he been a bit of a frustration for you? Has he, had, has he not, the, you know, he doesn't seem to have kicked on as much as I thought he might have. Mate, he, uh, he's got more issues than me, so he's... Um, <laughs> He, he, he's he's in today. He had no luck. He went to Corra the other day and just ran up um, ran up bums all the way down the straight. So 
he's uh, he's running today and, and won't run tomorrow. Okay, sweet. Now, Mitch, you're known as a connoisseur of KFC. How many uh, Zinger Towers have you consumed since they've come back into range? And a mate of mine texted me the other day, and he reckons he's covered the three-and-a-half line. He's gone for his fourth Zinger Tower. How is uh, KFC up there in COVID? Mate, it's got me through. There's, there's only been a small thing that I've looked forward to, but I actually got inboxed about 10 o'clock last night with a, uh, a Japanese KFC buffet, all you can eat, all you can drink. And I'll tell you what, it's pretty hard to get back to sleep after that because um, <laughs> the imagination was running wild. And, um, you know, when these borders open, um, I know where I'm headed. Is the, uh, is the order the same, Mitch, when you have a winner and when you're, dr- when you're sort of drowning your sorrows? So what's the, you turn up at the drive-thru, what's the, what's the, what's the automatic go-to? Uh, I'm a big zinger man, naturally. Um, you're an idiot if you're not, really. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I love my bacon and cheese. There's probably only one thing that I, the supercharged sauce, which I've touched on on this program before, funnily <laughs> enough, that's uh, uh, I'm, I'm totally against it. I mean, they they absolutely try and pile it in. It's it's a very average, very average uh, addition from KFC. But pretty much everything else, mate, is uh, is is gets a run. Um, I think I'm pretty much on first name basis with the with the locals. We actually have two KFCs in Aubrey, believe it or not. I think. That had something to do so with my mind. He's like he's like our mate Juppy who's on first name basis with the with the chef at the uh, the cook at the Bendigo KFC. <laughs> Tim and Mitch is in the same same boat. You can hide your addiction. Well, they, uh, he's lucky, I reckon Bendigo have got the last Pizza Hut works in Victoria. <laughs> they do. It's been is, that there. A, is that like a buffet? Really? It's been there ever since I was a kid too. It's been there forever, that joint. Is that what it is? About yeah, like a buffet. Well, yeah. I think. We should organise a um, a small bus or some sort of tour before it goes. <laughs> Surely it's uh, it's against time. But imagine that Bendigo races on a Saturday, a few fifty eights, and Pizza Hut works. What a country we live in. <laughs> we might try and target a stream around the Bendigo Cup. That would be uh, a great little day trip or one of their feature meetings of uh, the Golden Mile or something like that. But um, Albury is a home of one of the best pizzas around. There's a, there's a pizza shop uh, opposite Scott School there called Rebels Pizza. And I had a little bit of a blue with Mitch the other day talking about a Your 16, which is like a garlic, prawn and bacon pizza. What are, you, what are your thoughts, DK? Oh, Seafood on a pizza. Leave me right out oh. of the garlic prawn after what <laughs> yeah. happened to me last time. Oh, yeah. I smashed the toilet. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, um, you won't be going for no, that again. I'm not going back. I haven't had a pizza since. But uh, yeah, no, I'll give it a wide berth for a little bit. But it, yeah, some, I've had, had some really good ones with some prawns on top and whatnot. Mm. But anyway, not for a while, mate. What's your go-to at Rebels Pizza, Mitch? Well, mate, we're a long way from the ocean here in Aubrey and I'm not copping the the old uh, two dollar kilo marinara mix thrown over my pizza. <laughs> no, thank you. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, very... But the uh, yeah, the rock and roll theme of Rebels Pizza. It's a combination of of happy days and dominoes. If you can let your ima- imagination run wild there, but um, the the. the I think it's called the, the 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 hot trim or whatever whatever it is. The, the spicy uh meat lovers is uh my, my go-to um but uh rebels is often closed by the time i'm ready for a pizza and we've got to dart down to sweethearts it doesn't shut to about three or four lovely mm. it's uh yeah if you <laughs> i've had many an encounter at sweethearts pizza and anyone from albury wodonga or been on a footy trip up in albury wodonga would tell a tale about sweethearts pizza that's for sure okay mitch is uh mitch's best you're moving, runner. you're moving very you're moving very quickly from that subject i reckon there might be a little uh 
CCTV printout of your photo behind the counter. I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I don't know where to start or finish those stories, and uh, most of them aren't suitable for radio. But Mitch, thanks for joining us. Your best bet across 20 runners uh, for the Albury Gold Cup Carnival. Enjoy the couple Very of days well up known. there. And it's swagger. swagger. Yeah, it's been 480 into 440. He'll be getting around with a swagger Friday night if he gets the chocolates. Absolutely. Up there. He'll be at Sweetheart's Pizza. It is always <laughs> a big, big night after the Albury Gold Cup. So if you see Mitch, make sure you buy him a slice so he can pull up the next day in tip-top order. But perfect illusion. Good luck at 81 in the Albury Gold Cup. And thanks for joining us yet again, Mitch. No dramas. Thanks, guys. Thanks. That uh, That's the end of Mitch. We're going to talk Mooney Valley, Money Valley Nights up next. But, Darcy, if you're betting on the Albury Gold Cup and betting this week, who are you betting with? Topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust and bet with Topsport. Up next, Mint Bet, Casey McCutcheon. Welcome back to Vet Doctor, a behind-the-curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by the punters punter, DK, and Darcy Spinks, the social queen of Melbourne. Show's going all right so far, Scooty. I'm going to be out because we've got a big night tomorrow night. Massive night tomorrow night. We've got the Money Valley Nights. We've got the live stream with a live audience. We are absolutely bonkers. It's crazy enough having sort of Juppy and DK on the couch last time we had the little birdie diamonds, but we're going a step further. We've got over 100 people coming to Mooney Valley, and we've got no idea how that's going to unfold, but Darcy's going to be there. We've yeah. got lots of fun games, prizes, and yeah. the captain of the Victorian team now joins us, Casey McCutcheon. I tell you what, he means business. He, he's drinking VB. He's No, he's drinking a VB mug and he's had the haircut. You know a man means business when they've had a haircut like Casey's. It's nearly like an army look there, Casey. It's that short. It's a no-fuss haircut, mate, because tomorrow night there is no mucking around. It's uh, one sleep. How are we all, team? DK, Das. Um, I don't know if I'll even bother with the sleep, to be honest with you. There'll be too much <laughs> going on. We'll be, we'll be sharpening up the mint bet plan, putting those final touches on it. Moody Valley is the home track. I know not everyone loves the valley, bets with confidence at the valley. For me, the valley is like that, you know, that suburban footy ground that uh, when you're the away <laughs> team, you just don't want to go there. But when you're the home team, you embrace it. You embrace the, the cold showers, which usually in the weigh rooms, and, you know, the cross breeze, the sand on the cricket pitch. You love it all because it's your home deck, and that's what the valley is for us. So Mintbet will be ready to go and uh, super confident tomorrow. Casey, you're well credentialed. You're a third-generation bookmaker. I know your father, Cam, well. It's not your uh, not your first rodeo, for sure, is it? No, not at all, Scooty. That's uh, exactly right, and especially at the Valley. And any pence in this, we, this is exactly right. Not our first rodeo at the Valley. We're going to ride the bias. Uh, we're going to embrace it. We saw it last week with a bit of a hot rail. You could have saw that coming, I would have thought. Uh, and as uh, one of my great compadres, the H train, Harry Harrison, says, uh, I don't want to say bugger fair tracks. I don't want every horse having a fair go because then I can put the pen through half of them. So I think he might have a point. Mm. Absolutely. And you've got an eclectic little team there. I sort of like your angle here. You've got uh, Jason or Azza. He's a financial trader. He does form and he is a bit of a uh, bit of a wise guy as well. I think he used to do a bit of bookmaking with you as well. And, and Josh has uh, got an interesting little background as well. He's a pretty good tipster and he used to manage Jimmy Pumper Cassidy. So you guys have got some tape watching, some trading and some bookmaking experience, which uh, rounds off the team quite nicely. 
Yeah, you couldn't get a bigger or a wider breadth of experience uh, across the three of us, which is why we've assembled the way we have. These guys are the guys you want to go and battle with. They are astute. They are courageous. Uh, and uh, they are the blokes that are going to put the plan into action tomorrow. The assaulter from Malta, Raza, he is the wild card, um, and he's the one we'll go bang when we need to go bang. He, uh, he loves saying that, so you'll hear a bit of that tomorrow. You've got the guru, who I think tipped seven winners on a, in a card on the trots for the truth many years ago, and uh, has pleased the man with the connections that you need. And he's got the jump out eye that might give us the edge in maybe you know one of these early races uh, to land an early blow on the Crows. Mm. It's going to be uh, a great little event. That'll be the trick, as we've seen. He's landing the early blows. Mm. A couple of wins, you know, the uh, Dogs boys did it, certainly did it. We've struggled to do that in the in the uh, horse racing one so far. So I think, yeah, if someone who can land a blow early in the early and get the momentum, yeah, they'll be the ones jumping to the front. It'll be hard to run down. Yeah, the magic word momentum and the fields look absolutely spot on. There's some great racing. Yeah, and then a deep the the group one for William Reed's a deep deep race. So you probably want to lead going into it, but um, interesting to see which way they side. Exactly, and we might get the uh, the odds there for the William Reed Stakes, the Group One Sprint Race, and there's a, yeah a lot of different angles here. But Darcy, Darcy sorry, Darcy, market movers, please. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Libertini is the favourite, five dollars into four dollars forty. September Run six dollars, Ancestry seven dollars fifty, and Masked. Crusader, $9.50 into $9. Case, you've got a big handle on some of this form. Ancestry was one that you tipped up last week, and it is on the backup. What do you make of the William Reed without giving away everything to the SA Army on how you're going to play the race? Well, that's it, mate. I don't know if you uh, caught a bit of seven flicks action last night, but uh, one of the great <laughs> movies, Con Air, was on. Just remind me a bit, bit hey, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll be doing that and giving very little away. But uh, as you say, I want to go horse in good form, Ancestry. Blew him away last week, but that was um, a little bit lower grade than what it'll be facing tomorrow. There's a lot of speed in the race. It's, you know, it's going to be a William Reed with a lot of pressure, which will be no surprise. Who can hold their spots and who can get that lovely suck run off, the, off that speed it could be the key to this race. We've got some pretty high-quality, informed horses that'll be revving up out the back. And if any of them get a bit of luck, they could be the ones storming home. Uh, like we saw Chautauqua do at this track, uh, on a track that wouldn't seemingly suit that sort of horse. But it's a really interesting race. I think there's a few forgive stories out of the new market that you could easily get sucked into. Um, and Libertini, well, it was uh, the eyebrows went north when uh, it, it joined the acceptances and the uh, Mass Crusader inclusion. That adds a little bit of spice from, from Sydney to this race, and it's a really interesting one. So, uh, as you say, DK, at this stage of the night, someone will be looking to land that killer blow. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's the main race of the night. But, what uh, about you, DK? You're not on anyone's side. No. What's well, your first thoughts about the first race? first thought is that it's a wait for age race. So mm. that, that really throws up um, different because the main, a lot of the horses are coming through the Oakley plate or handicaps. and the new one, the handicaps, mm. the new market. So um, my, I would, you know, um, the wait for age, the proven old, old time wait for age, Mooney Valley horse for mine would be someone like Haydock. Mm. I'd be surprised if he doesn't run well, yep. you know, at, at good odds or something like that because he's just proven Mooney Valley, proven wait for age, um, things like that. But usually you could have, I mean, it'd be really interesting to see where both sides land on this. 
and I'm tipping they probably won't land on the same horses because it's um, there's a few different angles to it. That's for sure. Mm. I think this is definitely um, make or break for the competition. The SA and Vix, there, whoever finds the winner of this race will win the competition. Well, it's race, yeah, race seven. Or yeah, well, it's deep right? into the card, and then you're going to get a good price about your winner. That's and right, I think yeah. that's a, a really good. Uh, it's a, it's a really good strategy. If I was sort of captaining one of the sides, I'd love to be betting. I'm spewing I'm not part of one of the teams, but I'd be trying to build my way up, incremental, just try and stagger the bank, and then I'd probably t- try and have a bit of a crack in the final two races and um, maybe back one or two horses, perhaps around the favourites in the William Reed. Casey, you going to give us anything in a be with or against September run? Just a little bit of meat on the bone for the punters at home. Well, as I say, going to need a very good ride from Willow. So we'll keep our powder powder dry there, but it won't be the only one out the back revving up. So as we saw probably last week, uh, Russian Camelot and Mooga too, they got some pearl or just gems of rides from the back. It can happen. But who's going to produce it this week? Uh, I wouldn't. I think September almost is a give in the, in the new market. It just got crowded probably at a vital time. It wasn't looking like it was running at its top, but... Um, it certainly got crowded by those runners that came across from the inside in the race, and I'd be happy to forgive. The best form is down the straight, though, which is another little query. If you're um, if you're looking for one to lay, that's the sort of thing you'd be looking for. Um, but yeah, we do have a couple that are creeping into the tomato sauce tomorrow night with um, I think it's uh, uh, Chica Fuerte and the favourite in the last uh, Marabi, which uh, will be tough to bet. We'll have to bet around, I think. Well, that will be all I'll give away. We'll probably be looking for value around those and try and get them rolled because uh, it's not as if we haven't seen a plethora of shorties go down in the last fortnight. Um, so, yeah, we'll be playing for value, guys, and we'll be playing to uh, when we hit, we'll hit hard. If you like what you hear and want to join the Victorian team, head to littlebirdiepod.com. It's on the homepage. There's a countdown timer. We're going to shut the banks at 6 p.m. If you, you need to have a Top Sport account to... Join the team or one of the teams. Head to the My Account or Benefits section and live stream is the area there. You put the drop-down box and hit Team Vic and deposit anywhere from $50 for one unit up to 20 units, up to $1,000. So if you like what you hear from Casey and want to back the Vicks to roll the SA team, make sure you jump in and support them via Top Sport, and these guys will steer the ship for you. Case, let's uh, let's kick across to the Mornington uh, Cup quali- or the Mornington Cup, the qualifier for the Caulfield Cup. We might get the market up on the screen now, Das, and have a look at the market movers. Yep, so Mount Popper, $3.20. Irish Flame, $6.50. Defibrillate, I can't pronounce that. Both $7, no real changes. <laughs> uh, just on that, I think there's a little bit of doubt over San Herberto, I believe. Mm. Yeah, it might not be running, so just keep that in okay. mind. Be wary of the prices in case. Mm. We might uh, get a replay up here, which is uh, the Randwick City Stakes, and it's uh, it's the hot pot, it's the favourite, it's, uh, it's Mount Popper. I love the name of this, Popper. It was really well supported. We were at Flemington, um, but uh, we got some heavy support for this horse on track uh, in this race, and it's duly saluted. So with that little um, bit of mail about San Huberto, because it, uh, there's obviously... A few other chances in the race, but San Huberto would have been one of the leading ones. So that really, um, I suppose, firms up Mount Popper is a leading is a leading contender. You've got other chances. I mean, Irish Flame ran really well with Persan, um, which Persan, what a horse that horse has become. Um, so that's not bad form. And then if uh, if you like to see one swooping, Defibrillate will be that uh, will be that horse. 
And then you got your Chapata fans who are probably now place betters at this stage of his career. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's going to be an interesting race. So I think um, Mornington, I know I spoke glowingly and warmingly about Mooney Valley before, but I've probably got the adverse feelings for Mornington that stem back to a really painful beat. Uh, I don't know, 12th of December 2008. I'm not too sure. <laughs> um, when uh, the great Rose Seurat for uh, A.W. Noonan was going around off a really quiet trial and um, one of my cohorts, Al Gambler, uh, offered to go down to Mornington and place a wager for us when it came up $13 in the paper. And uh, so we deposited funds. El Gamblo made the trip down the freeway, down the <laughs> peninsula, and uh, was ready to pounce on the on-course bookies who duly put up even money. And uh, we bet anyway, and it went down oh, ahead. No. So um, not, not uh, I've, I've never recovered from, from that to uh, bet with confidence at Mornington. So I'm firmly <laughs> got the blinkers on for Mooney Valley. Lucky we uh, have the home stream on your home deck. And Mount Popper, just quickly, DK, you look like, to me, it looks like a horse that's going to eat up 2,400 mm. metres, stepping mm. up in distance. You're just yeah. like, whoa, he's going to have a rocket up its bum. And just chase that. Chase that. Like Sacramento has, had been flying yeah. up there in Sydney, and it second up ran straight past it. And then W Pike, Barrier 4, just, yeah, looks, looks, looks the one on the up there to me. And looks, you know, it looks like they want that Caulfield Cup ticket. So um, that's why it's there. Mm. Beautiful, uh, beautiful stuff there, Case. Case, we'll let you uh, get the oil rubbed into the back. Make sure you have a good night's sleep. Don't spend all night doing the form. I'm sure you guys are going to be prepped up. But the team of three, you've got a slight edge. Three heads are better than two more often than not. But uh, good luck in preparation for the big stream. Well, they're not pretty heads, but yes, they, uh, they've got a bit of nous in them. And just a little birdie while you've got your scoot. Is it true Troy Little might be in the crowd tomorrow? Yeah, the uh, the famous uh, dog punter from the Lone Wolves. And, yeah, we've got a big announcement from coming Victoria. up. From Victoria, more importantly. So anyone on the fence there waiting to make their deposit and get on either team, just maybe just, there might be one sneaky one out wide from the meadows from the great man. <laughs> oh, that would be a below-the-belt hit. But we might allow it anyway. We're here to bet and we're here oh, to make you guys. Off. It's gloves off, surely. It's, uh, there's no hard <laughs> tomorrow. That would be an absolute corker if Troy just slipped in a little bit of dog mail for the Vic team. That is good enough reason for me to deposit. I'm already in on both teams for 500 each, and I might wait for the last minute to dump more cash in. You can get up to 1000 bucks on each team. Can't wait for the night. We'll see you there, Case. Can't wait, team. See you tomorrow for Money Valley. If you want to do the form this weekend, Darcy... Powered by puntingform.com.au, Australia's best online form guide and database. Casey is rather new to punting form, but raves about it, doesn't he, Scoot? <laughs> he does. He's a uh, he's an, an adapter of punting form and loves it. Reckons it saves him about 10 hours a week. DK uses it and loves it. Loves it for his post-race. Direct. Saves yep. you a heap sectional, of time. Sectional time breakups. Yeah, and I can use punting form and just pick up and do any race in a very, very short fashion. So make sure you check out punningform.com.au. Up next, we're going to talk to the godfather of pearls, Mark Lamborn. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm joined by the punters punter, DK and Darcy Spinks. And we've got the godfather of pearls, Mark Lamborn. Welcome to the show. Hey, Scoot. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, obviously, it's been a big week up here, and it's not all about the Golden Slipper or the likely uh, bog track that we're going to encounter on Saturday. On uh, Tuesday, we had the good news that uh, the final tier of appeal uh, that the Glenster faced 
last Friday. Uh, his appeal was allowed and uh, there is a great jubilation in the camp. It's been a year long fight against the stewards. Uh, we went to the appeals panel, which uh, does have a, a convener that's uh, generally a barrister, but uh, the other two members are stacked by Racing New South Wales. So uh, we uh, obviously were bore the brunt of that, but uh, finally had the opportunity to, to face just a single lawyer who uh, took the principles of the Coleman and Fairfax case back in 2002. Craig Coleman and his mother sued uh, Fairfax Publications uh, because they satirised uh, him in a piece. Um, and the uh, ruling was that uh, satire is uh, not defamation unless it's malicious. So um, that uh, precedent uh, obviously stood in our favour. We just had to get to the uh, final tier of the appeal, which I was unable to get to because my fine was inadequate. So that's the, the other sting in the tail is that if you don't have a fine of $2,000 or more, you can't get there. Wow. Anyway, at least mm. Glenn has achieved the feat. And that's, uh, and that's what Racing Rant is. It's a light-hearted look, and most of the stuff that you talk about is in jest, and it's a light-hearted look at the races because some of the mainstream channels on racing are far too serious. Wouldn't you agree, Mark? It's worse than that, Scoot, because they have to toe the corporate line. Uh, it's a vertical media in racing where uh, basically the tab owns the lot, particularly in New South Wales. And so um, it's all geared that way, um, which is somewhat unfortunate, but it does leave room for commentators such as ourselves to actually at least pick apart uh, what's going on and, uh, and provide some entertainment at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, you do get that feeling with some of the mainstream racing media. It's the Everything is Awesome crew, and it's sort of like the early stages of the show. We touched upon that innuendo about the track walking down here, and oh, that's what I fear with racing in Victoria. If we're not allowed to talk about track bias and we're not allowed to provide opinions, we're no better than New South Wales when they're not talking about their wagering figures. So racing Victoria need to tread carefully. Um, with how much they control what goes out into the public domain. Because a game is about opinions, DK, isn't it? It is, it is. And it's good to see the growth, man. That's what we're here for, Scoot, to give, give a different angle. And same with the racing rant and the Noonan boys and this and that. A lot of opinions. And with the podcasts and things out these days, we can sort of get this stuff out and people just don't have to listen to the, 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 the line that's towed. And if someone does say something half borderline, they get tapped on the shoulder and say, pull your head in, you know. There's none of that here or up there. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's good stuff. Yeah, if everyone's thinking the same way, it'd be lambs to the slaughter and bookies would be going better than they already are. Now, Mark, you've probably got a lot of different opinions on the Golden Slipper, but um, the weather is going to play absolute havoc up there. People are a little bit nervous whether the meeting will go ahead. Some people are tweeting, well, Rose Hill drains a lot better than Randwick, which is probably true. But, Dars, let's have a look at the market first, and then we'll, uh, we'll go to Perla's thoughts there. Yep, so Profiteer, $4.20 into $4. Stay Inside, $4 to $5.50. Four Moves Ahead, $9 into $6. And Artorius, $10 into $9. Now, Mark, let's have a look. We've done the replays of the Todman over the last couple of weeks on the show, but we're going to put a replay up on the screen here, and this is the horse that the money's come from. We haven't spoken about this horse much. He's Four Moves Ahead. This is its sweet embrace win on the soft, and it's one on heavy before. It's just going to peel in behind them. Talk us through this run. Okay, so she wasn't wound up. She was having a first run off a break. Uh, Nash 
sat just off the lead and took over and the the race was run brutally so the uh, the, the chaser there uh, thing of chris wallace was entitled to round her up given that she wasn't at her top and she managed to hang on so I would have preferred that she ran in a, a style of race where they were building through the race rather than the race being run fast and then slow. But um, she's likely raced enough to perhaps cope with that. She's got um, a great rider in Nashua Willa. She's likely to find a reasonable stalking position. Um, she's drawn outside the favourite uh, who looks set to try and hold the lead, but will have pressure from the outside. There's been a lot of talk about the fact that the last three slipper leaders, slipper leaders have been the winners, um, but they have come from 12, 14 and 14. Mm. So I think that Profiteer will have um, some plenty of company on his outside uh, on Saturday. And uh, the, the firmer therefore moves ahead is likable in the sense that she's got, um, she's, she's likely to have um, a, a position that's uh, to her advantage. Especially with the wet track, the inside. As soon as I saw the draw for Profiteer Barrier Five, I was like, "No, oh, it's okay. It goes forward. It's not doom and gloom." But the horse that John Walter has liked in the past, and the horse that I liked as as stay inside. But as soon as I saw Barrier Three, I'm like, "Oh, oh coffin here!" And especially on the wet track. And if it's underwater, it could be it could be the worst place to be, don't you think, Mark? Look, I think jockeys will ride pretty wide here. Um, now, just to to, just to give you a, a likely scenario for the track, the track was fast last Saturday, but they've had two inches of rain or a bit more than 50 mils to, to, in the week so far, and they're likely to get another three inches by the time the race is run. And most importantly, the, the rainiest period in the next three days is actually during the meeting on Saturday. So <laughs> it's, it is very messy. But what, what you will find is that you'll find riders spreading um, so that an inside draw will be able to work for stay inside. I think he showed by being ridden conservatively from that wide gate in the Todman that uh, that clearly didn't help him in that particular race uh, and that he's likely to be very adjacent to the uh, to the van on Saturday. Um, so look, I, I, you know, I think proponents of stay inside are um, uh, quite legitimate in their case for him. Uh, the query, I guess, is that he's had all three starts at home and uh, he's mm. now fourth run, first prep, going away to Rose Hill. I mean, I know the Freedmans have some boxes out there, so perhaps he's spent some time out there. But um, others would know more about that than me. Mm. You're probably not going to bet until late, but looking at the early market and given the weather forecast, who is there any value in the current prices at Topsform? Uh, there is outside the market, I think. Um, I, look, I've marked all three picks, as in profit here, stay inside, and four moves ahead at $6. Wow. Um, horses that I think are, that are um, undervalued by the market, uh, Captivant, who uh, was favoured in the Golden Gift, which was the, uh, the, the million-dollar uh, pop-up race that we had on a very wet track on the 7th of November, and he found the wrong lane on that day. Um, he's had a solid trial, a 1,200-metre race, where he started equal favourite, uh, that's the Skyline Stakes, and then another 1050-metre trial. He's got Aussie Tom on board and uh, Winkers back on. He's He is 
in excess of 50s on the fair. Um, another horse I want to speak of is Mallory, who's got the line with with four moves ahead. Uh, she's locally trained. She's got the sniper of all sniper jockeys, Jay Collette, and she's another runner that's uh, 30 plus. Um, the third runner I want to talk about that's perhaps undervalued by the market is Ingratiating, who with Artorias and Animo in the diamond. Um, he looked very plain last week. Rachel King found uh, a little bit of a sandwich back in the field and the track was, as I say, very, very different, uh, fast as opposed to uh, as wet as it's going to be on Saturday. He's got the blinkers back on after having the blinkers removed for that run and the seven-day backup. So they're three runners that are out of the market that I would uh, pay some attention to. And I would, I would say, just as, as, a, as a you know professional partner on these sort of races, when bog tracks, they mm. can become a bit of a lottery. Yep. So um, you, know, you can see why Mark's sort of angling to sort of bit of value in that sort of neck of the woods, as you know, well, that sort of the yeah. the, the, the real question is, do, you know, does the um, does the state of the ground really take the sting out of the favourite who? It's best win what was you know against the Nuffies in the um, in the the restricted sales race, the um, English Millennium. Mm. Um, that was on a five and a half a track I'd call a five and a half, and he looked like Lankan Rupee to me that day. Um, I remember Lankan Rupee coming up for a TJ Smith on a wet track from gate one, leading on his ear and just kind of dominating the race. And um, you know I am scared that this horse does resemble that style of animal, but. Um, he was just a little bit too tame for me when he had suitable circumstances in the lead up. I know the favourite in the the Todman is always a good horse to take into the slipper, but um, I'll, I'll just have to um, uh, hold my breath with this one. Mm. Yeah, that, that keenness too. I don't know about it on the heavy on the ground bog. too. Might might be um, magnified, but just his racing manners on the bog track too. Really overdo it, you think? Yeah, I think he's getting better, but. Yeah, it's just another. Just we just just looking at it. It's just something I don't like. Mm. You know, just personal. It's the first thing I've seen. He, he pulls. He pulls. You know, and then he's going to pull on a heavy ten or something. So I mean, yeah. Anyway, it's um. Yeah, it's well, a, he, it, look, he might let him go here on Saturday. Whereas he was mm. he, he was quite keen to to hold him up, and he did manage to hold him up. They went three lengths below to the to the six hundred. So, mm. um, you know, uh, certainly he didn't go too fast, but did he pull too hard? Is the is the reference you, you you're making? Now, I don't know if you tuned into the show last week, but DK and John Walter got into fisticuffs, Mark, about a runner called Mo Anger. John Walter thinks it's a milk drinker, and DK and I think it's got a big, big race in it. What are your thoughts on the horse? Okay, so every man and his dog saw how unlucky he appeared in the Randwick Guineas a fortnight ago. Um, he steps into the... Um, the Rose Hill Guineas up to 2,000 metres on Saturday. And look, there are a couple of ways you can look at it. Uh, he did race on the rails, which I felt was an advantage on the day two weeks ago, whereas the winner of the race uh, was in the three wide line at the back. And Wheelhouse appeared to be one of the runs of the day, uh, given the way that we've assessed the track on that occasion. Um, there is, a, there is a school of thought that Wheelhouse is actually pulling that, that race's pants down and that may open the race up for uh, Montefilia or even uh, the, the Mexican. Uh, how do we say it, Scoot? Kakoe? I can't, yeah, Kakoe? The Matt Kamani train? Keke? I can't say it. 
Quite, quite. Quite, quite. Thank you, DK. Uh, that's much needed advice. I'll yeah. take that into my show tomorrow. And uh, and John Walter was keen on the chances of Skylab yeah, there. Right. So I'll tell Skylab you what, it's, um, it's going to be a really, really wide betting card. And for you guys listening at home, there is no rush to bet into these early markets. It's not always the best thing to do. We definitely learn a lesson on the All-Star Mile Day. We forecasted big rain there. Changing and there was conditions. bias as well. And you can always have that up your sleeve. Watch the track, see how it, how it plays, and, and bet late. Bookies love taking bets early and into really big percentage markets, so be very careful. When to bet is as important as what you're betting for sure. Yeah, it's no amazing, no because uh, I would have said five years ago that um, you know do your form as early as possible and wait for the, for the, the, the corpse to, to make the blues. Now, clearly they do still, but uh, there's too many magpies out there um, <laughs> as soon as the market's open. And the other thing is that um, uh, Betfair needs some volume to uh, obviously uh, be a player, and it's only in the last five minutes that you see that sort of volume that will actually drag the bookies out. So I do 99% of my betting in the last five minutes now. Exactly. Knowing change. when to bet is super, super important. All right, big watch on the weather for Rose Hill and Mark's best three roughies in the Golden Slipper. The Quaddy may pay an absolute fortune. It was number 11, Captivan. It uh, was interesting for me there, the Snowden runner. Ingratiating, he also likes the four and Mallory, the 15. And a little bit of a shout out to the Merlihan family. They've got number 14, Swift Witness, who looks like it will go on the wet track at around $34. Thanks for joining us, Mark. We'll get you on again very soon you're very welcome Scoot. keep doing what you're doing it's all good thanks mate you, Mark. up next we're going to talk top sports big bets we're going to put them up on the screen now the early money at top sport friday night first us yeah so friday night william reed mooney valley race seven number 14 swats that 1400 at 14 dollars Saturday, we've got Derby Munro, Rose Hill, Race 1, number 2, Doubtland, $1,500 at $4. Rose Hill Guineas, Race 5, number 8, Skylab, $1,500 at $15. Then we have the Golden Slipper, Race 7, number 13, four moves ahead, $2,000 at $9. And then Race 7, number 2, Profiteer, $3,600 at $4.60. What do you think of those, DK? It's like Johnny, Johnny Walter on Skylab. Oh, oh hey. <laughs> if you uh, can get 1500 on him. Or a Johnny Walter supporter. Walt, well, one of Walter's men's probably steaming mm. into Skylab or a viewer of the show. Four moves ahead is an interesting one. I'm Obviously, it's been $9 into 6 Jury's still out for me uh, yep. on that runner. I'm not sure what it's beaten just yet. And Mark Lamborn wasn't really tipping it. It was like also uh, Profiteer. I think you're still going to get a price, as sort of Mark suggested. He's marked at sort of 5 to $1, $6 the field. Um, and, yeah, Swat's that. Oh, I'm just not sure that uh, the nice. William Reed is it, its race. But if you, can, if you find the winner of the William Reed, you're going to get a very, very big price there. But... Getting the wind up, we started to run very, very deep here. Had a big show. Big show. As it should have been for the ahead of the big night tomorrow night. So, um, yes. yeah, looking forward to getting out there, Dars. Bet you are. Yes, I'm yeah, excited. Can't wait. Big night at the races. Yeah. It's going to be great. The finale of Melbourne Night Racing 
for the Mooney Valley Knights. Final group one of the autumn for, for Melbourne as well. So Exactly. It's all things AFL from here on in in Melbourne. And we'll go north to the Sydney Carnival for the championships and then the Brisbane Winter Carnival. But it's all about AFL this week. And that's why we've got our AFL theme show tomorrow night. The Vicks versus the SA. We are flying in John Kelton and Shane Adair. And Casey McCutcheon has got a crack team there. So make sure you get your top support account, go to the account section or the benefits area and go into live stream and push the drop down there and support either team. $50 up to $1,000 and let those guys rip on your action. They have done the form and a little birdie tells me that, Trace, uh, that Casey and his team are going to walk the track tomorrow just to make sure that they uh, put the cherry on top of their form. So <laughs> the boys are going to get their gun boots on or get the uh, the boots on and they're going to walk the track. So that's how serious they're taking this night. They're investing their own money. I'm on board, DK's on board and Darcy will be there. So make sure you check out littlebirdiepod.com and follow us on the Apple Store, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube, Little Birdie Podcast. We are everywhere, and we'll see you on course tomorrow night.